An American finds unexpected love while attempting to blow up a bridge in the Spanish Civil War. A man relives his life with Satan to decide where he belongs in the afterlife. An overview of Ithaca's town folk during World War II. A group of survivors flash back on their life as they cling to a lifeboat. Two physicists discover radium and love. An older man plays matchmaker in a housing-crunched Washington, D.C. A posse mounts a court case out on the range. A young woman has a vision of the Virgin Mary. A German man and his American wife return with their children to the U.S., but another house guest looks to profit off of them. And of all the gin joints in all the towns in all the world, she walked into his. This time on the Oscar should have gone to 1943. And the Oscar goes to... And the Oscar goes to... And the Oscar goes to award for the most outstanding motion picture of the year, 1943, Casablanca. What an unnecessary episode of this <laughs> podcast. I mean, every episode is unnecessary. But Nobody's this one, you're, this. you're saying that you feel like you know what's going to be our number one. You can go ahead and skip right to the end. But <laughs> but not if you want us to hear, not, maybe you want to hear us talk about Mickey Rooney. I don't know. I don't know. The people love Mickey Rooney, Chad. Yeah, they do. My, Maddie told me a story about when his grandmother loved Mickey Rooney, like, so much. And they went and saw him do a little soft shoe or something at the... Uh, What's it called? At the in Phoenix somewhere. At, at, uh-huh. at, like I know the places in Phoenix. I don't know. At a at a at a thing. He did, so they probably did, was he okay for him to still be using blackface. Then is what you're saying. <laughs> he didn't do black. Did he do black? Did was he ever blackface? He did. He did yeah. yellowface. He did right. Oh yeah, that yeah. was yeah. That was but uh, yeah. I think there's I think there's stuff from um, the 30s, early 40s where he's in blackface. It's just funny to hear somebody be like go hard in the paint for Mickey Rooney of all people. Yeah. He's cute like, in this movie. I mean, he's like as a kid, you know? Yeah. 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 Um, What's up? Meg, you, doing, you doing all right, Craig? You doing good? We've been doing, you know, we've had some big things going on since we last recorded. You and I both turned 25 years old. 25 years old. You know, what's like so, so frustrating. Yeah. I, uh, I booked my first job since giving birth, uh, of like this this month or whatever, a uh-huh. Verizon commercial, and I get to set. My husband is fifty five years old. Yeah, in the commercial, I have a sixteen year old teenage daughter. Yeah, and then I killed myself, and that I'm. You're talking to a ghost right now. I it's am, a weird. Even the, but I I will say. I mean, the makeup you send me the sides like, for you. Send me the sides for the commercial, <laughs> and it's weird that Verizon would choose to do that. But you know they're. They're bringing attention to mental health issues. So yeah, they really are. They really are. I I will say the 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 wardrobe lady. The wardrobe lady was like feels because they tried to like you know they tried to give me some hip clothes and then they yeah. were like mm, they just keep saying like no this one is really the mom we really need a mom and I was like this feels this feels pointed it feels like yeah it feels I gave, like an attack. 
yeah, I gave birth and then, you know, Hollywood decided, well, Hollywood decided we're not going to work anymore. But right the day before right. Hollywood, that Hollywood decided she's old now. Yeah. She's. I mean, that's, so that's the other thing is that we are on strike. We are on strike. That's the other big news. We are the last strike. time we did this, your husband was on strike. Mm-hmm. And he's still on strike. He's still Sorry. on strike. Trying to move this so the cat doesn't turn off Skype. I Since see he decided a, I to walk see, in front of my face. I see cat anus right now. That's yeah. what I see. That's Pony Boy's butthole. Hey, what's up, Pony Boy? Um, but we're on strike, so one thing we won't be doing. So don't don't you know tune in for this at the end. Is don't don't expect to hear what our favorite movies of the year have been because technically that would be promoting them, and we're not oh going to do God. that. Oh my God, that's so true. Yeah. Okay. Well, I was going to talk about a couple of movies I had seen. We're not going to talk about it. If you're if you're tuning in for to hear our thoughts on Barbie and Oppenheimer, too bad. Too bad. Blame the AMPTP. Yeah, yeah. If you were thinking that we were going to talk about theater camp or haunted mansion on this pod, wrong. sorry, wrong. I think we actually maybe could talk about theater camp. I don't know who their distributor is, but that mm. was definitely an indie. But I'm not. We're not I'm going not to. Interested. We're not going to do it. Interested? Yeah. We're not going to. No, we're it. not going to do it. We're not going to do it. Also, I have a baby. You think I've seen any of these things? I did see no. Barbie. Um, should we dump, jump in? We've got yeah, 10 movies we to talk 10 about. Yeah, 10 fucking movies to talk about. Although, let's say up top. We're not going to spend a ton of time, I think, on every single yeah. one of these movies. Yeah, we got to, we got to. There'll be gonna, a couple that we want to talk about. Um, right, but we're going to have to. You know, we've also to. been, we've been watching these movies over the course of like a month. So I honestly, like some of them, I don't remember that I don't well. really remember. So let's do it. Let's okay. get into the nominees. So we'll start with 43. And, and I'm actually interested in hearing your thoughts on this first film because you're the literati mm-hmm. of the two of us. You're the Hemingway head. I am a Hemingway uh, head, yeah. So let's talk about For Whom the Bell Tolls. For Whom the Bell Tolls. Um, my second favorite Hemingway novel, although for me, his short stories are, uh, is, are where, where it's at. Where it's at. That's, that's, that's really, you know, a clean, well-lighted place up in Michigan. Mm-hmm. Like, we're, we're talking, like, much better stuff. Um, but this book is, is good. Uh, I do love Hemingway. Um, yeah. I mean, here's the thing about adapting his... The thing about Hemingway, though, is yeah. it's all... It's all about the style of prose. That's like literally, I mean, obviously that's right. everybody, that's like what he's famous for. He wanted to write like Cezanne painted um, in short little staccato sentences. And it's very, it's all very sparse and like nothing is wasted. So it doesn't suit, I, I found, I don't think it super translates to um, film mm-hmm. and in particular, like the, center of this movie in particular the, in particular this film in particular <laughs> this film this film is a snoozeroo it's a snoozeroo the it's a snooze it is very boring and 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 long 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 so long long yeah and you know the the central loves the really the story of the, i mean it's always about like a man being a man but like the right. the, the love story in this comes across as really cheesy yeah. where in like the the novel, it's very beautiful. Like it's really beautiful, and it's right. like it's a lovely novel. Um, I just think it's yeah, it's really it's real cheesy. And the, you know what I mean? Ac- the accents in this film are all over the all, place. all over the place. 
Um, uh, I believe everyone except Gary Bergman Cooper is supposed to, do... to be Spanish. I mean, her name is Maria. No, they are all Spanish. Everybody yeah. is Spanish except for, yeah, Gary Cooper is American. Yeah, I don't really... But then that one one, one guy seems more like Mexican. There's like and... one guy that's sort of like almost like Russian, it yeah. seems like. As of mm-hmm. the, the, um, the, the gypsy... By far the best person in the film, I think, is the other woman. Yes. Who won Best Supporting won Actress best for this. Actress, right. Um, and she's Greek, and she sounds Greek in the movie, but she's, yeah. like, sort of captivating. Everything she does is really yeah. interesting, which I would say almost nothing else in this movie is. The speech um, she gives about being, about not being beautiful is, like, is really good. And then best part of the movie f- is her narrating the what happened to when the the town that where she lived when they what they did yeah. to all of the the fascists or whatever the in the in the the pro fascist people in the town um it's just it's about a guy that's got to blow up a bridge and he falls in love and that sounds mm-hmm. like it would be captivating and but it just it's really it's really boring <laughs> it also just feels like and i i've never read it but in how you describe it it also feels like it's one of those things that, like, we consistently in this movie take two steps forward and then take two steps back. It just yeah. feels like it's repeating the same. There's, like, this one guy that's sort of on their side that's also not on their side throughout yeah. the—and it seems like every 20 minutes we're, like, this fucking guy. And then we're like, yeah. but we'll keep working with but him. We, but again, yeah. And again, that's the whole—the issue with adapting Hemingway is you not—you do not read Hemingway for the plot. It's—the plot right. doesn't matter. The plot is so secondary. Oh, by the way, I didn't say. The Sun Also Rises is my favorite Hemingway. But you don't—you don't read it for the plot. Like, nothing much—this is actually a book where, like, something does happen at the end. But, like, mostly yeah. nothing happens. It's, it's about, like, the feeling and the vibe and, like, the characters and whatever. But this is, like— yeah, I, yeah. You know what the you know who the who the bell told for? It told for thee. It told for he. It told I would for say. he. <laughs> yeah, it told. Turns out. It told hard there, by the way, on top of him. It fell GC, on top of him yeah. and crushed his legs. Yeah, that's how hard. That Why did it take told. so long to actually blow up the bridge when they're gonna like? The guy is just like standing there, like not doing it, and it's like, why blow up the bridge? Yeah, this yeah. is the whole point. Just blow just it get up. To it. Just blow up the bridge. The whole thing is, a, why not just go up there and blow it up like right away? Yeah. Um. Also, why not have... try to get away? Like you seemed fine. Yeah. I don't have a ton else to say about this movie. This was the first one I watched, so it's been three and a half weeks. Yeah. Um. Spoiler alert: It's towards the bottom of my list. Um. That's it. Apolog- apologize now. Apologize to Ernest. I'm sorry, Ernest. I, you know what I do love about Ernest? I would apologize to him, but I don't think he would. He cares about my opinion because I'm just a woman. <laughs> right. You know what I love about him, though? You know what him and I have in common? Mm, like five wives? What? Cats. Cats. That's right. Particularly, we have a cat whose middle name. Six because toes? he's a Hemingway. Oh. Johnny Cade Hemingway. Oh my God, that's true. Because he's he's got big old peats. He has six toes on each of his front feet, and one of them looks like a seventh toe is starting to grow. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That is so, a dream of mine, by the way. Is I would like to go to his house in Key West, where there's yeah. like those all those cats roaming around. But then I am very. You need allergic. to take. You'd have to take a Claritin. I'd have to take. I'd have to take. I'd say multiple Claritin. It'd be a yeah. three Claritin day for me. Yeah. Rough. That's one. We're, down. we're one down. 
On to the next. All right. We Heaven are can wait. Cooking with gas. Heaven can wait. This movie slaps. So this is interesting. I think we talked about this when we did Heaven Can Wait in 1970. Right. Totally different. Or whatever. Is that it? Is that that? So it's Heaven totally Can Wait, movie. the Warren Beatty film, is based on a Best Picture nominee that we will cover in the next couple episodes. I think it's from the 40s. Um, called Here Comes Mr. Jordan. It's basically like the same story about like right. a guy who goes into like another person's body, blah, 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 blah. Um, but Heaven Can Wait, which is nothing like the Warren Beatty movie. Which, which I have which almost, I was like, that's by a the good way, trivia question. no recollection of. It's yeah. very funny doing this podcast. Sometimes people will be like, oh, so you watched blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, yeah, I couldn't, I, I yeah, don't I remember. Yeah, love blah, 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 is one of my favorites. Blah, blah, that was a great one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is charming. I think this movie is great. I really loved it. I thought it was There's very There's a fun. couple, we'll get to the other one. There's a couple comedies nominated yeah. this year. And honestly, that's just nice. Yeah. Because that's something that we kind of don't do anymore. You know, comedy genre fair don't tend to get nominated for a ton of Oscars. Um, so it was nice just to have a, have a lighter, um, just little spoofy. Yeah. Not a ton happens. Although it's, the, the premise of the movie is he's like, I definitely belong in hell. And then. Yeah. They, I'm a, I'm a womanizer. I'm a womanizer. They revisit. He was fucking happily married for like <laughs> most of his life. <laughs> the one time you think he's like going about having an affair. He's really trying to bribe a woman to stay away from his son. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you, the best bit in the movie happens at the very beginning, though. It's that, and it's when they send um, Edna Craig to hell. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he, the woman that he comes in with, and then she immediately gets dropped down into hell. Yeah, that was uh, fun. Yeah. That's fun. That's fun. L- Lucifer is fun in it. It's just a fun, you know, it's just a nice movie. It's just nice. He's it's got a great white, grandpa. Cool. Yeah. All of them are great. He's a little rascal. And I do love a little rascal, you know? Yeah, you sure you do. Han Solo, first ca- that was a that was a first crush of mine for sure. Han Solo. Yeah, I'm not that I'm comparing this guy to Han Solo, but I'm just saying like like rascals, you know, rascals are hot. Well, you know who plays this role is Don Amici. Yeah, who and people really like in our generation know for like, I think he was in like Cocoon, and like he's one of the old guys in like Trading Places, so like. He was, like, this matinee idol that then, like, worked, but, like, never became, like, a huge, huge star. And then he came yeah. back when he was, like, 78 years old and, like, had this run of, like, old man roles. Do you think, do you see that happening for you? Do you think that might be, well, do you think I your was, time has yet was, to come? Yeah, I mean, I was famously a matinee idol. <laughs> um, I would say, yeah. like, five, six years ago I was really my peak yeah. as, like, a young like love interest hunk lead. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that was hard for you, right? Because it was like, Oh, it was terrible. Like Cause you know, people just following you around, yeah. taking pictures everywhere. You yeah. Know, you like Beetle, it was get, like Beetlemania. Yeah. Yeah. Except you can for, never, for you Craig. Can, and you know, I will, I will say like, it was part of the reason why we wanted to get out of LA and honestly, it's maybe even worse here because yeah. you know, there aren't as many famos totally in Philadelphia. So you walk around, you walk around Philly, you're like, uh, you're like Paul McCartney and John Lennon, all yeah. in the one. Yeah, it's it's, it's exhausting. It's difficult. It's exhausting. But well, you know, can't wait. Can't wait for you to for you to get older. It's the and life lose we've your chosen. Yeah, yeah, I mean, in the next two to three months, I think I'll be ready to start taking <laughs> on those late stage Don Amici roles. So, 
Um, I like when Peggy Nash goes, some grow a tummy when she's talking about oh, him, yeah. he still thinks he's like hot. <laughs> um, yeah, that's fun. That's fun. There's some funny bits. Yeah. I like Down. the, um, oh, oh, wait, the part that I really like is when the, yeah. the parents are, the parents of the wife are, they're reading the, they like hate each other and they're yeah. like at home and they're reading the, 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 the funny the cartoons, the funny papers. Yeah. And he's like, and she starts telling him like what's happening in the thing. He's like, don't tell me ruining my Sunday. It's a don't great bit. Ruin what happens? How do you get out of that barrel? It's like, yeah. it's a very funny bit. And they have this like butler that has to like basically repeat everything, even though they're mm-hmm. screaming at each other across the table. Yeah. That's an, that's a bit that never gets old. Yeah, bits work. When they work, they work. We talked yeah. about this, you know, obviously it was 16 years before, but with Auntie Mame, 15 years mm-hmm. or after, you know, like if a bit works, it'll keep working. It'll yeah. still be funny. Yeah. Isn't that funny? Isn't that yeah. funny how, how, how comedy works? Anyway, Speaking spoiler, of comedy. <laughs> spoiler alert, uh, the Rue, at the end he thinks he's going to go down. Yeah. No. No. He's going straight up to those pearly gates. Yep. Because you know what? He lived a good life. He did. He did live a good life. And now he gets to be rewarded by hanging out with his wife. Yeah. His dead wife. (laughs) His dead wife. Who he's been missing. Yeah. It's nice. Nice. Speaking of comedy, I know I stepped on your grave. You stepped. We should have just moved along. I know. So let's talk about the human comedy. Okay. This, I actually want to dig in here. Okay, Why great. is this movie called The Human Comedy? You'll have to ask William Soroyan. So this yeah. is actually, so something interesting about this is that they commissioned William Soroyan, who was a playwright, screenwriter, to basically, like, make a movie about, like, a town during World War II. It's like, there's a lot, we should say, it's 1943. So yeah. there, So about half, maybe over half of these movies are, like, war World propaganda. War II, yeah, yeah, adjacent, for sure. Yeah. Um, so he writes a treatment, a script that's four and a half hours long and it's too long. The studio, unless like, it's Titanic, it's the too studio's long. like, that's too long. So basically they just give it to someone to rewrite. They're like, take this, cut it in half. Um, so Soroyan takes his material and publishes it as a book. And I think it wins like a, like a Pulitzer Prize. Like it, like it's a very like popular book. Like it sells Tons of copies. Um, he ends up winning an Oscar for like a story by. At that time, they had like three separate screenplay esque categories. And even though he didn't write one of the screenplays, he won whatever the category was for coming up with the story for this. So interesting, interesting, interesting. What's not very interesting is this movie. <laughs> no, um, it opens with a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Basically, the opening line is like, I'm Matthew McCauley, and I've been dead for two years. <laughs> he, he's dead. So, so yeah. right up top, the, the dad in this family, dead though. We never meet him. He's just the narrator, and every once in a while, just his ghostly form sort of appears. Yeah. Okay, so we meet him, and then we meet the, the rest of the family in, this, in the town of Ithaca, whatever. Yeah. Whatever. And, and, and his we middle We basically have... Is, you know, we have uh, Mickey Rooney, who is like this teenager, um, wants to be along a hurdler. 
Sure. And he wants doesn't to... Matter. Doesn't matter. The older yeah. kid is in, is in the army, the other, whatever, yeah. the whole thing. Right. And then it's just... And then there's whatever. And so then it's just like scenes from the home front, whatever. He's yeah. their, their town. And, and then and then it, and then then it also cuts to the older the older son who's in who's the army. Only, who, the, every single time they cut to him in the army, basically they're just singing in the barracks. Okay. Yeah, it's, yeah they're singing in the barracks. It's, it's, it's similar by the way, to propaganda. when we talked it's about... Like, when we talked about Wilson, how it appeared that all that Woodrow Wilson actually did in the White House was gather around a piano and yeah. sing with his daughters. And sing with his daughters, sure. Apparently in World War II, all they did was gather around the accordion um, and yeah. everyone would sing. Well, songs. how else do you, that's how they got people to join the army is they saw that and they were like, hot, they were like, hot diggity dog. Yeah. I want to And hopefully fucking... they left before the end of this movie. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so okay, so that's so that's so okay. So every time it cuts to uh, the the whatever, either if they're not singing, it's it's the oldest son who is made a friend, made a yeah. made a buddy, a, a war buddy, and um, buddy system, and I don't whose name I forget, who's like an orphan, mm-hmm. and so he very creepily. Like is like oh that's like he's like starts, that's my family that's also my family he's yeah. like he like kind he's, of like he's a little um uh, it's a little single white female but yes but what was the one I was going to say which is sort of the same thing I don't oh, know it's but very I already, it's a little talented Mr Ripley it is it is talented Mr Ripley that's yeah. probably better because those are dudes I guess yeah anyway so uh. It's it's very funny because even at a certain point he's like praying for all of like Marcus's the oldest guy's family, and the his the the guy's face is like okay that's sort of weird but all right yeah all right because I also so then, I'm not super religious but yeah. if you want to pray for my family go ahead so then cut to the end of the movie this is my favorite part <laughs> end of the movie <laughs> oldest son Deadsville dies yeah dies in the war. Dies in the war. And uh, Mickey Rooney gets the news, and he's got to go back and tell the, the, the family, whatever. Uh, and he goes back, and outside of his house, waiting outside of his house, is the friend. And the friend's like, yes, I live in Ithaca. And they're like, oh. He's like, oh, it's great. Like, so, so does your family know your home yet? And he's like, no, I haven't, I haven't told them yet. She, they're like, I hope that they'll be happy. For, and she... It comes out. He just is like, I'm just going to go ahead and slide on in to the eldest son place here. And Mickey Rooney is like, great. Yeah. That's, that sounds perfect to me. Aces. And then enters the house. I haven't told my mom and sister. I haven't told my mom and sister that our brother is dead. (laughs) Walks into the house and says, Mike, Bess, whatever the, you know, whatever the mom, the soldier is home. This is so fucked up. This is so fucked. I can't, I literally can't even, I can't imagine. Then like running into the room expecting to see her son and it's a stranger. Stranger. I'd, I'd fucking shoot Homer in his stupid Mickey Rooney face. Somebody, if he did that to me. Hey, the soldier's home. Also, um, your son died. Yeah. Marcus is dead. But there's we got also, a, I got, we got a new one. There's also two sisters that we see, like one of them like goes on dates. Yeah. With like a guy that's like, for some reason he doesn't have to go to war or he does at the end, right? He's about to go to war at the end. He does. And f- first of all, so Homer gets this job working at a working telegram office that is open <laughs> until two in the morning. They're like, he'll be, he works until midnight. I'm like, what telegram office 
is open until midnight delivering telegrams. Well, he works for the Wizard of Oz. He does work for the Wizard of Oz, who Wizard also Deadsville by the end Deadsville. of the Deadsville also dies. Also dies. Yeah. Also Because he's a, yeah. Um, Tonally, it's really all over the place. He goes. He at one point t- has to sing a telegram to the girl that he likes that yeah. was ordered by his, like, nemesis at school, who he races in a, an important scene in the movie that's not very important. And he would have won this race by, like, 25 seconds, but he keeps looking over at the guy he's racing. And it's like, you're losing time because you keep turning your head. Yeah. Homer's an idiot. Homer's an idiot. Would you rank, I wanted to actually ask you, um, rank Homer's. All right. Mm-hmm. So you have Homer from the Human Comedy, mm-hmm. Homer Simpson, and Homer, like the writer of the Odyssey, the, Odyssey, the Iliad. Yeah. Okay. What am I? How am I ranking them? Like the like the most famous? Nope. Or, just nope. Just like rank them. Okay. Yeah. So um, from your num- favorite to your least favorite. Okay. So number one is yeah. um, Homer. Right. Famously not a Simpsons fan, Megan. No. Famously, I d- never seen it. Honestly, yeah. don't I don't know her. I don't know her. Um, and then number, the second one I'm going to go is, uh, is Homer Simpson only because like, cause it can't be beer, Homer from I the guess? human comedy. Cause it can't yeah. be Homer <laughs> and he can't be Homer from the human comedy. And then yeah, yeah. bottom is Homer from the human comedy. Are those um, the only three famous Homers? I mean, I, I guess the, the human um, comedy Homer's not famous. Nobody knows this movie. Can't think of it. Yeah. I mean, I'm sh- yeah, I'm sure there are probably, you know, whoa, I'm whoa, sure whoa, 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 no, I did. Okay. Number one is is Homer, like you hit a Homer. Okay. Like a Homer. Sure, sure. okay. That, and that, that's number one. Number two yeah. is Homer, Writer of the Odyssey. Number three is Homer Simpson. Number four is Homer from the Human Comedy. Okay, I'm going Simpson, Homer, you hit a home run, Homer, Homer from the Human Comedy. Okay. Craig, a Simpsons fan. A Simpsons fan. Yeah, I mean, you know, early days. Sure. I haven't watched that show in 20 years probably, but... Uh, I was a fan at a time. Um, anyway, this movie's bonkers. Yeah. And not the, funny. And not. There's even- a really weird segment. The only reason I really even brought up the sister and the boyfriend is they. there's this moment where they go to the Valley Festival. And basically, they're just like driving by the valley, and it's just different ethnic groups dancing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where literally, I wrote it down. He says, Viva Mexico. And it's like them going back and forth, like kind of like just saying like just one line and then us watching people dance. What did they say about the Russians? That was he, Then he goes, Armenians, you can always tell the Armenians. <laughs> Ru- Russians, same the world over. Same the world over. That's what they say. Oh, Those and then- are the Swedes. Greeks. That's how they danced in the old country. <laughs> These are the lines. Like, and it's, I know. It'll be like he says one, and then they move on to the next, like, picnic table where it's just a bunch of segregated Russians. Yeah. You Same know, the world over. Dancing. Doesn't he say about and the then she'll say, And then she'll say the next line. Yeah. Very weird. Yeah, it's weird. It's a weird movie. It's weird. I mean, that's all. Also, like, he finds out his brother's dead, and before he meets the soldier, him and the sister's sort of boyfriend go and throw pitch horseshoes. Yeah. He's like, hey, you want to throw some horseshoes yeah. <laughs> before we go tell your family your brother's dead? <laughs> and he's like, 
sure. And then the guy's like, they're there, whatever. And then they do it for a while. And then he just goes, I don't feel like pitching horseshoes anymore. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I wouldn't either. Like, well, you yeah. know why? Because my brother's dead. And also he just, the Wizard of Oz just died in his yeah. like arms, like his, like in front of him, basically. Yeah. Rough night for Homer <laughs> in the all night telegram store. <laughs> oh, God. Human mm-hmm. comedy. You know what? Human comedy. I said it's not funny, and yet here I am laughing. There's like a speech at one point that Homer gives also in school about the nose. Remember, he gives like a nose yeah. speech and it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I think I walked away at that point. I was just like, what on earth is else. happening right now? Had to do something else there. Um, I, it's getting dark. I'm, I'm recording in the afternoon. I'm just going to turn on another light really Please quick. Don't. So Please if there's don't. anything you want to prompt, I can't read my notes. You look better in the. I'm going to turn on my ring light so I'll look great. Okay, great. Um, I'm going to. Craig's stepping away, so I'm just going to say right now, I, would, I wouldn't recommend to watch any of these movies except for Casablanca. That's all I'm going to say. Oh, he's back. Hi. Were you talking about the halo in the background? Yeah, didn't say anything about you. Great, perfect. Did not give away any receipts. I'll never listen, so I won't know. Um, should we move on? Sure. Let's move on to In Which We Serve. In Which We Serve. The story of a boat. It's not. I was going to say. <laughs> the story of no, a ship. I honestly, there are no Lukes to be seen here. Nobody is serving. Nobody is serving shit in in which we serve. Um, this another. movie is the first like ten to twelve minutes are incredibly boring. So boring. And then you see what the hook of the movie is, and I got really excited that it was going to be something super interesting. And then I'd say there's like one interesting scene in the movie. Well, I can't wait to hear what that is. I just want to say that this, it opens with, this is the story of a ship. And I immediately was like, "Uh (laughs) uh-oh. Yikes. Is it like a Pixar ship thing or? (laughs) Will the ship be talking to me? Will it be anthropomorphized? Is it Titanic? Is this movie Titanic? Because... Then you I'm like in. That ship. Yeah, I do like that. that. That's I, there's already a great movie about a ship. Yeah, this is not that movie. Although no. it does sink at the end. It does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So basically, the idea it's a it's a British naval ship that gets uh, torpedoed, and it's oh this a is a Bri- of, this is a British joint. We should say yeah, this and is which a, is honestly part of the issue I think because it's a little not that it needed to be schmaltzy, but it's a little. Too stiff upper lip. Yeah, I would say um, that there's almost no emotion involved in it. But basically, it's a bunch of sailors kind of hanging on this lifeboat for life, and it, we kind of go around to different ones, and they have these flashbacks to their lives, either on the ship before or prior to getting on the ship, um, and that's kind of how the story is told. So I thought it was. I thought that was like a cool conceit. I just didn't think uh, most of it ended up being. That interesting. Yeah. I had a difficult time keeping some of them like Oh yeah. I mean it definitely runs into like even a movie I really like, like Dunkirk, like the white yeah. soldier sailor problem where it's like, I don't know all these guys look alike, so I cannot keep track. I cannot keep tracking them at all. They're all dressed yeah. alike and I'm like at some point some at one point some of one of them dies. I think it's the one with the the who's who's 
wife and mother-in-law die? Does he also die? I can't when remember the- if he ends up... I mean, it's a younger kid, I think, at first that dies. Because they're, while they're hanging on for dear life, German warplanes keep coming and, like, you know, machine gunning at yeah. the raft. So... Um, but that was the, that was actually the scene I thought was great. So there's a scene yeah, between. Yeah, that was a good scene. There's oh, the wife of Spoiler one alert, of the no, commanding. No, no men in this scene. Yeah, one of the commanding soldiers and his mother-in-law live in a house, and then the pregnant wife of another one of the sailors goes to live with them when the sailor goes away on the ship, and basically it's during like, you know, the blitz. Uh, the blitz. So. You kind of it ratchets up the tension throughout this just kind of regular night where you can hear bombs exploding in the distance and getting closer and closer. And they're like, "We're gonna go." They're like, "You need to go in the basement to the to yeah. Prego there." And she's like, "No, I don't want. It's boring now." No, there. I'll just sit under the stairs. Yeah. on my chair with the door open, so I can still talk to you guys. And then eventually, the house gets blown up. Mm-hmm. And the pregnant woman survives because she was under the stairs, but the other two ladies do not. And the, they find out because the pregnant woman, when she gives birth, sends a letter to her husband on the ship saying, like, we have a son. But also these two. And he's the one that then has to tell this commanding officer that his wife and mother-in-law are dead. Yeah. And then he, like, sort of shows emotion. In yeah. That he rips up the thing and, like, yeah. rips up the letter. Um, so those, so that like 20, 15 to 20 minute segment, I think is really solid, but kind of everything else around it didn't really do much for me. Although I guess that kind of passes the Bechtel test though, doesn't it? It does. I guess they, cause In I guess movie? they're also talking about the blitz. So they're not just talking about their men no, that are away. About, talking about bombs. Noel Coward. A Bechdel before his time. Hey. All right, I'm done. We can move In which on. we serve. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> I have I do have some stuff to talk about with this movie, which is Madame Curie. Really? I don't. <laughs> I just liked pretty, a lot of the pretty. early stuff. A lot of the early stuff where it's like so David, who is Pierre's um, like lab assistant, mm-hmm. early in the movie when uh, Marie is uh, set up with a lab space, says women scientists are particularly unattractive. <laughs> and there's like a constant running thing that about Marie Curie, where it's like not only was she brilliant, she was a real looker too. Can you imagine a woman being smart and attractive? And attractive. I sure what's, can't. What's funny about that is Greer Garson is uh, it, uh, undoubtedly beautiful. Yeah. Uh, inarguable, for sure. Yeah. Now, listen, I've been called a misogynist before. Yeah. Okay? Yeah, in by people that listen, this very podcast. By people that listen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm about to prove my point because oh, Marie boy. Curie. Well, I mean, it's just like... I don't know. They say this in the Barbie movie. Not, no, no, I'm not saying, I'm not talking, no shots, I'm not promoting no sh- Barbie. Sh- sh- right. I'm not promoting no Barbie. No shots at Marie Curie, but it's, she was no Greer Garson. But she was no Greer Garson. She was yeah. no Greer Garson. So I don't know. It's weird. I don't know. I don't know what, I don't know what my point is with that, but I'm just like, yeah. That, uh, 
what you know is who my else point? was a, you know who else was a misogynist was the people that constructed this film. Um, yes, that's it. That was my point. Thank you. That yeah, was particularly my point. the fact that like she's very discouraged at one point because she can't crack um, what she's working on. But well, she can't whole figure day, it out because of her tiny little woman brain. Yeah, to be but fair. Her, her bad day can be turned around because he brought her flowers. Yeah, gross. Yeah. Um, there's also a whole a whole moment where Pierre's dad is talking about how a woman without a child is um is a bloodsucker. Yeah, I think is his exact words. Which, <laughs> yes. which like you you felt that way also. That's why you decided you had to have a child, right? Yeah, you for sure. Finally realized. Mm-hmm. Although I'm sure you've actually had a similar conversation with your in laws prior to. <laughs> <laughs> Prior to giving birth to Harry, well, the, anyway, yeah, so. the problem the problem was the problem was honestly is just I wasn't complete, you know, because like women are really not complete until they have a child. Every yeah. everybody knows like that's the whole purpose of like us being here. I'm just gonna lean in. People, you know, Brene Brown told us to lean in, and I'm gonna lean into being a yeah. misogynist. So, um, I did write down when they're when they're trying to fi- figure out um, the radium thing. They use the term other extraneous matter, and I was like, that's a good name for something. That's like a good like band name or yeah. a play improv or something. Troop. So, yeah, improv troops. So just keep that other extraneous matter. But don't anybody take something. it. Don't everybody, anybody no, 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 take it. No, 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 don't. Why are, you no. Tell, why are you giving away your that's, good ideas? That's only for me or if Megan's like, hey, I have this thing. I think this would be. I was like, well, I shared it with her. So, so that's And okay. then she that's asked, right. so it's yeah. okay. Yeah. But none of you. No, but nobody else listening to this. Don't think about it. Um, I will say that I, I afterwards I did a lot of like the I feel like those kids she was pregnant like fucking around with like yeah well I mean it's also wildly shit, like historically you know? like they took a lot of uh, they really took a lot of um, license right. with this film because Pierre dies much earlier. Than it sort of seems this sort of portrayed in this film. Um, I do think the scene where they discover radium is actually very good because of her performance. I think she's like pretty excellent in that scene. Um, And it did make me, I I have a question for you, Meg. This movie made me think of it. Would you rather become sort of, you know, immortal, like people will know your name for centuries or live longer? Oh, wow. Because they make, you know, a big point of because they're working with this material, like there's a real chance she's going to get cancer. Right. But I don't think she was doing that for fame. She wasn't working with that material. No, I'm not saying she was. Oh, but you're saying saying I was. I'm asking you. Yeah. 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 Because you, it's not like you would do it just to like better the world. No. I mean, (laughs) of course not. Kidding me? I think I probably. I don't know. Life seems pretty long as it is. Like, I yeah. think A would depend on what I'm famous for. It depends on what you're famous for. And it depends on, uh, like, w- w- how how long. Like, how long? How much long? Am I famous for, like, pooping my pants? Right. You know? And, yeah. And, like, how long am I going to live? Like, because at a certain point, I might want to just go, yeah. cut, it, cut it off. It does feel like that's probably what you'll become famous for at this point. Pooping my pants? <laughs> yeah. Hey, buddy, like been there, be, done that. You'll be, like, <laughs> at the Grove or something, and, like, 
an influencer will see you like realizing you're doing it like sort of Maya Rudolph style and then um then you'll just go TikTok famous. One time I was hungover and I was driving on the freeway and mm-hmm. I needed to throw up mm-hmm. and I, there was a Jack in the Box bag next to me because maybe yeah. I had Jack in the Box earlier. Right. And I picked it up and still driving did not miss a beat barfed into the bag yeah and then put it to the side and just kept on driving and if i could be famous for that yeah i think i would i think that's what i would pick do you think jack in the box will sponsor us (laughs) because of that story well considering i told you i that i threw it up i feel like maybe not right it wasn't because yeah. of the Jack in the Box, though. It was no, because no, I had, no, no. The, I had had a lot of cheap, cheap vodka. I think breakfast tacos are back at Jack in the Box. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm no Madame Curie. Um, well, so Nor part of the I thing I was going to say in terms of the license is like Marie Curie isolated radium. It was four years after Pierre died, right? So like. Basically, they make it seem like that's already happened. The two of yeah. them have done this together. And together. then he dies on the day the new lab is going to be, like, given to them to continue their work. And that's right. all poppycock. Again, more misogyny because she didn't need him to do it. She could do it on her own. But right. The, well, the film is invested in the two of them. Yeah. I mean, again, that's yeah. my issue with this, too, is that it's more, it's like, it's more I'm interested about, in like, her. Pierre and, it should be called, like, Pierre and Marie. Yeah, P- exactly. It's not about, it's not. It, it, it's it's more of their love story. It's about their like affair. their sexy love story when he's yeah. like, I think it makes sense for us to get married and then <laughs> delicately kisses her on the forehead. <laughs> and I just started fucking jerking it. Jerking it at that point. <laughs> well, it's what do they expect when they make something so fucking hot? Yeah. Sorry. Um, did you know that the Curie's bodies are entombed in lead? I guess because that makes of sense. Because they're they were so great. What happened to their kids? Um, I'm sorry, her... I don't know. I think I read this. I think... I think one of them, like, sort of, like, continued the work and died relatively young, and the other one lived to be much older. Cancer or something. What is it? What do you you get? You froze for a second, and it was very... The Ring. (laughs) Like my eyes and stuff? Like I was like... No, it was just like... It was like you were looking off to the side and it was just like your hair. Oh. oh Spooky. I looked, like, I looked like the girl, not like a, a victim of the girl. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because those girls... You, look so, you look so young. I look so young. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Young girl with a 50 fucking five-year-old husband. Yeah. <sighs> Shall we move on? Can to we? our other comedy, the more, the more, the merrier. The merrier. <laughs> this is like everybody this in is this a movie very, is having a lot of fun. They are, and I would say like the first hour of this movie is super enjoyable, and then it sort of loses steam, and it's kind of just like playing up the same thing for the rest of them. Yeah, it's like I would just agree. playing it out. I would agree. Um, although, although I would disagree. I'm going to disagree on one point. Is towards the end, uh, Jean Arthur. That's her name. Mm-hmm. She starts doing. She does like a like a little bit of the Diane Keaton in Something's Got to Give, where she's just like like hilariously crying. Yeah, a couple times she just does that that bit of just like, 
And it's like... Well, she's she's great in it. She gets nominated. Charles Coburn wins Best Supporting Actor. He's great in it. I would say great. that the guy, Joel McCree, is good. He he's doesn't fine. have as much to do, and he doesn't... He can't quite... Like, if this was, like, Cary Grant... Yes. It would, I think it would elevate the movie. Yeah, I think that's true. Yeah, you're right. I think that's true. Also, Although there's something if, that's like kind of sexy about this. There, yeah. there is a scene where they walk home and they're like almost kissing, and it's kind of hot. Yeah, this is the movie to jerk it to. If you're gonna, yeah. if you are looking for a movie from 1943 to masturbate to, I'd say this is your best bet. Well, we haven't gotten to Song of Bernadette yet. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I forgot about Song of Bernadette. Yeah, that's true. That's a really good point. Um. Have but you, you ever... think that it was funny that at the end when she's like talking, she's like, "No, it is I funny." God, I think they could have cut twenty minutes out of this movie if they had Charles Coburn sing "Damn the Torpedoes" like half the amount. Of yeah, times half he the amount of times that he sings it. Yeah, he loves that song. Um, also, uh, she brushes her teeth early in the movie, and I feel like this is a common thing. Yeah, do people in movies not ever really brush their teeth? Why do people use so much toothpaste when say, they the brush amount, their teeth the in film? The amount of foam that is around, in and around she her mouth. She looks like Cujo. I brush my teeth. Once a twice. week. <laughs> <laughs> I brush my teeth a fair amount. Mm-hmm. And um, almost never floss. I'm just going to go no, ahead no, and no. say that right now. Sorry, no. apologies. To, if Dr. Nelson is listening to this. I lied. <laughs> I yeah. don't floss. Um, but yeah, it's, I've, I've never used that amount of toothpaste. Yeah. It's a ton. It's a ton of anyway, toothpaste. Anyway, tweet at us. Uh, let us know how yeah, much toothpaste you need. Tell us how much toothpaste you use. How much toothpaste use. do you like, use? How quickly do you go through a tube of toothpaste? Are we talking like, cause I feel like, I feel like Jean Arthur, we're talking about like once a week. She once a week she's replacing that. Yeah. yeah. It's, well, especially if she's doing that twice a day. Um, do you, spe- do you, do you, do you, how long do you brush your teeth for? Because I've been trying to, because I, I have a quip, so it like 17, does. 17, 18 minutes. <laughs> just two, you, you never realize how long two minutes is until you yeah. have a quip and then you brush your teeth for two minutes and I'm like, God. Yeah, I would time. say I'm probably more like a, like a minute to minute 15. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, minute, minute 15. Okay, yeah. good. Just want to make sure. want to make yeah. sure that I was not alone there. Um, I do think it's funny when he can't find his pants and his pants get slung out the window. That was a good bit. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. <laughs> that was funny. Also, it's str- the, you know what the strangest thing? So the whole the, the idea of this movie is she has an apartment. She's running out of room because there's this like housing crunch in Washington, D.C. I didn't know that that was true, but that's, I guess, a thing is like yeah. in World War II, in a lot of major cities, there was a housing issue. I don't know if it was to the extent that it seems to be portrayed in this movie. Yeah. Because they needed people in the cities to like for the war effort. Right. And there wasn't enough housing and there weren't enough men to build all right. the housing. They were all on, you know, overseas fighting yeah. the good fight. Fighting the good fight. So he rents one of the apartments and then rents out half of his apartment, half of his part of the apartment. So it's sort of like a threes company esque vibe where it's mm-hmm. all of them living under this one roof. Weirdly, he decides he's going to set these two up, mostly just because she's not married and she's like, I don't know, like 24. So he's like, yeah. why are you two married? Bordering yet? on old, old maiddom. Yeah. 
Um, She's got to hurry up and pop out those kids. That's a whole. That's our whole raison d'être. Yeah. My biggest question is, um, why change the door sign for one week? Because it's set up that both of them are just renting yeah. their part of the apartment for a week. For a week. But they need to put their names. Like, would it poss- be possible for mail to even get to them between yeah. the time that they... Move, move into the in, apartment yeah. and leave? Yeah. Great question, Craig. Couldn't tell you. Craig, these um, are all really, this is a really valid, that's a really valid I also question. looked up, so her fiance makes $8,600 a year. Do you know, you want to guess what that's equivalent to today? Mm, $8,600, I want to say $60,000? No, $150K. Holy so. shit. Oh, yeah, she should marry him. Yeah, so he's making yeah, that's some money. Good. That's some good money. There's a weird kid in the apartment that shows up for like one scene out of one nowhere. Scene. <laughs> it's just like, what? hey, uh, it's 1943, so we got to get a weird kid in here. And he, he can comes we get to the that, door. Can we get that that kid that's <laughs> that, uh, kid. that weird girl from uh, Since She Went Away? I know that oh. movie hasn't come out yet. It won't <laughs> come out till next year. But the one that doesn't say anything, the weirdo that Shirley Temple's friends with, can you get her? No? Get her. All right. Nope. We'll just get some boy. Fine. We'll just get this other kid. And and he comes to the door and, and she's like, mm, this is my name. Na- this is my na- my neighbor, my, my my best dude neighbor or whatever. As if like we, the audience is like, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We remember right. this kid. Yeah. It's like, we're um, like halfway through the movie. Who's this fucking kid? And then he tells her because he's he's from California. He lives in Bur- Burbank, right? He Burbank, says, like yeah, Burbank. He says it like um, six times. He lives in Burbank. And we that one it. of the things he likes to do for fun Brag. is go to the beach, and he goes to Pacific o- Ocean Beach. Do you think that was the name of a beach at the time, or do you think like the screenwriting was just so lazy that they were like, most Can't of these rubes aren't going to have any idea what the beaches are called in California? Yeah. Are, are, do, I don't know why you needed to name the beach too. Just, yeah, you go just to the, the beach. You just go to the beach. What beach? Oh, Pacific Ocean. Oh, beach? Pacific Ocean Beach. Oh, not Atlantic Ocean Beach in <laughs> California. Cool. Really nitpicking. You're really nitpicking a real fun movie. I. It was fun. It was fun. Um. Especially what at the you, very end a real when they Charles all show J. up and there's Pendergast. a barbershop quartet just yep. sleeping in the lobby sleeping of the in apartment the lobby. building. Sleeping in the lobby. Yeah. Charles J. Pendergast. I like the way that she always says Mr. Pendergast. Mr. Pendergast. Mr. Pendergast. Mr. Pendergast doesn't have hair. But then he does have hair. Why would she lie? I think he's wearing a rug. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. Ooh. Well. Yeah. So that's the more the merrier. It's fun. It is fun. Like I said, sort of lose the steam, but, uh, yeah. you know, enjoyable enough. Yeah. So that brings us to the Oxbow incident. And I would say of this year, this is one of the two movies I would actually rewatch. I liked this movie. I like this movie, too. It's 75 minutes long. I don't know if I'm going to go as far as say rewatch. It's 75 minutes long. It's like a long episode. It's basically like a long episode of Justified. <laughs> it's like if my cousin Vinny yeah. was... Uh, it's like if it's this movie is like my cousin Vinny if they hung Ralph Macchio at the end. Yeah, exactly. It's That's about basically is. like Henry Fonda rides into town with his friend, and we find out a guy's been murdered, and this posse sets out to find who murdered him and finds the three guys he, they're pretty sure murdered him, and they like just do like 
All right, court on the range. Like, we're going to try court. you by posse. All right, bitches. <laughs> Time to serve. Court on the range. It's yeah. giving... It's giving court on the range. It's giving Anthony Quinn is potentially evil Mexican. (laughs) It's giving. It's fun. Yeah. Well, it's not fun. I mean, they, they try these, the guys and like in a, you know, not in a real court and a, a bunch of the people in the posse try to make the argument that like. They yeah. Like Henry Ford and a couple of people, they're like, you have to do this like real, like you can't just do this. And everybody else is like, yes, we can. We're mob justice. That's fine. Which is a little too, uh, still happening 80 years later. Um, for my taste, for my taste. Um, and they're like, we're going to do it. And then the sheriff shows up and was like, Hey, no, we found the guy. And also this guy's not dead. And they're all like, "Uh oh, spaghettios. Whoops, because they had already killed yeah. three dudes, right? They yeah. All three of them, yeah. But it's a good one. And that's why. I keep wanting to call it um, the ox blood incident um, because it's one of my favorite colors of dress shoes. Yeah. That's like a, that's like a top three fact about you. Yeah. You love yeah, I think I go. Blood, yeah, I go. I go like a tan ox blood and then like a black. Yeah. Those would be my. I I used to have ox blood, uh, and I just never wore them because it's hard to find a pant that really goes with like mm. ox blood really well. Mm-hmm. Have so you tried never, navy? Because navy really goes with everything. Navy's a neutral. Yeah, that's true. I but then I'll, I wear tan with navy because yeah, I love true. I love those tan bucks. You know. Mm-hmm. That's a Luke. Yeah, that is You're, Luke. You'll really serve in that. Um, it's weird to see Henry Fonda so young. It is. It's so weird how uh, Maddie because since Wally, you grew up, since you grew up on Golden Pond. Yep. Um, with the yep. loons. With the loons. Um, I mean, for you, like you think of old Henry Fonda, and yet here, here is forty years earlier. You it's know, very looking. funny. Maddie walked in while I was watching this, and we, he said. I said, and he, I was like, oh, it's Henry Fonda. And we're talking about how great, because this, I think Henry Fonda goes a long way in this movie too. Like yeah. he just is very, he's so watchable. Like every, yeah. he's, it, it's not even like, he's not even that big of a part in this, like in a weird way. Like he, I get, I, I mean, mean he there's almost like no one that really is because again, it's 75 minutes long and there's yeah. like 12 guys that like yeah. talk. So talk. like so everyone's pretty split up. Yeah, yeah totally. But, like, he's just very, he just is, like, he really lends a gravitas. And he was, like, oh, he's, like, uh, Jane Fonda's, like, grandfather, right? Because, like, because he, like, he's, and I was, like, no. no. <laughs> that's her dad. dad you know, Jane Fonda's, like, 85, right? Yeah. But, like, you kind of forget. And then yeah. you go and you watch, um, as I did, uh, Book Club, the next chapter. And then you remember. Sure. Book Club, the next chapter. I miss that. We're not talking about it, though. That's, we're not talking about We're, it. we're, stru- we're struck. We're, we're struck from talking about that. I don't have much to say about this movie other than I think people, if you want, you know, like I said, it's, it legitimately feels like a, like a like a long episode of Prestige TV from yeah. 1943. It goes down easy. I dug it. Um, and that brings us to something that feels like a long movie from 1943, and that's the song of Bernadette. Holy shit. The song of Bernadette. Stupid old Bernadette. <laughs> <laughs> what did I text you when we were eyes watching this movie? 
I mean, that's basically like throughout the movie, it's just everyone's like, there comes Bernadette, Bernadette, the dumbest girl in school. (laughs) And my favorite thing is when they say like, you're you're not a good pupil though, are you? And she's like, "Mm, yes, I I am very stupid. (laughs) It's right. You're right. I'm an idiot. I am dumb. And then the priest comes and is like, I'm giving you all these cards with religious imagery on them. And he gives one to Bernadette and the nun's like, no, she can't have one because she's an idiot. (laughs) And the priest goes, I'm sorry to hear that. And takes it back. Although it does come back around because she ends up getting it and comes her calling card. Yeah. Um, The song Bernadette, of course, is based on St. Bernadette, who uh, saw the Virgin Mary at Lourdes. And now people, I actually, is that I true? Actually Sidebar, just, I did nothing to yes. Google. This is a true. Story. And I, the weird thing this is, is true, right true? before I, or would you say this is the true, true? Well, this isn't based on an event that happened. Like, did she actually see the Virgin Mary? Only Craig? Bernadette knows. Only Bernadette knows. But Better I saw a movie that. that I won't mention because I, it's an indie, but I think it had a studio, uh, distributor. Um, but it was weird because I went and saw this movie and it literally was like the next movie I had to watch was Song of Bernadette. And the whole movie is about this group of people that go to Lords. Wow. That's interesting. Is so, it? I don't know. Yeah. It just was weird. It was weird timing because they name check Song of Bernadette in the movie. They're like, have you, you've never seen Song of Bernadette about St. Bernadette? This is one of the few movies from this year that I had actually heard of. Yeah, because my mother well, so this is, was is f- fond of saying that was her that was her name when she was she her my mom a French teacher that yeah. was her name in French class Bernadette after the nun she'd never seen the movie right and I said why did they name you Bern <laughs> why did your teacher call you Bernadette and she said and well after the nun and I said what about you was nun like and she said none your business and she, she just said, made that. She literally just made that Deb face. That face at me, and I was like, "You know, the you know what fuck it really was." To take from that, you know what we, you know what it was, Meg. What was it? She was the dumbest girl in class. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I never put that together. <laughs> oh no! And Deb's still never seen the movie, so she doesn't know. She doesn't. And know. she thought she got that name because she was like a saint in class, and the teacher yeah, liked her hot, so much. Like Jennifer so Jones, she, who, by the way, so hot. She, so she decided to become a French teacher. Oh my! Her god. whole life is a lie. Her whole life is a lie. Oh my god! We should call her and tell her that on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, she's you got be, that name because you are a you were a dumbbell. You were the worst pupil. Oh my god! Well. Uh, Apple doesn't fall far, am I right? That's right. Um, basically, so this whole movie is she sees this vision of the Virgin Mary that looks a little bit like the absinthe fairy from Moulin Rouge. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and, and she keeps calling. She keeps calling her the lady, the lady. I'm and like, then throughout the whole movie, it's just um, the state, the church, her family, for the most part, being like, "No, you don't," and then being like, "Okay, maybe you do," and then her doing something else where it's like. You have to go to the stream and bathe yourself, but there's not actually a stream, and she's, like, digging for it. And they're like, okay, Bernadette is crazy. Never mind. We believed her this far, but now we don't believe her anymore. And then, Um, boom, stream. Yeah. Underground. And then, you know, a man is is cured 
he gets his eyesight back. So eyesight. Like, oh, and then a oh, then I cutter again. Of course, and then the kid that w- was that was uh, like crippled, who is like the, his body is healed when she yeah. puts him. Did I cry at that? Yeah, I did. Right. Am I like on the edge already? Yes, I am. And it's um, also. Uh, I thought it was. I did think it was interesting because the movie definitely like. Like, even at the time, they were like, this is a movie for Roman Catholics. Roman Catholics are going to love it. But, Lord, basically, this area gets shut down and only gets reopened because Emperor Louis decides to because his wife believes that their child has been, like, cured from this mild fever because of the water from the stream. And they literally, like, both the doctor and Louis are like, it's just a mild fever. He's had these attacks before. Yeah. But okay, Bye. you got to make the women happy. We'll reopen the grotto. Bitches be crazy, superstitious. You know what I mean? Um, so then Bernadette goes off to be a nun. Um, and then there's like a bitch nun at the yeah. place with her. Um, but first Antoine, who's like this country boy who uh, loves her, basically is like, I've decided to never take a wife <laughs> because you're going to a nunnery. And she's like, that's right. Yeah. Super whipped. Yeah. By the way, I, I fucking get it. I get, get like. Yeah. Yeah, because it's Jennifer Jones. She's Jennifer Jones. Hot. She's hot as hell. Yeah. Um, don't hide the, your. Don't hide that light under under a bushel, Bernadette. And we find out this. We find out this. This bitch nun is basically like it's not fair. Look at me. I'm a martyr. Mary should have appeared to me. Yeah. Not you. Who cares about you? And turns out, like, she's been, like, suffering through terminal cancer. For, like, <laughs> for like years. Yeah. Right? She's, it's like, oh, the pain should have been, like, the pain has been, must have been, like, unbearable for her for, like, years. And they're like, well, then we'll take you, we'll take you back so you can be cured. And she's like, no. No. That is not for me. I have told, been told I will not be happy in this life, but the yeah. next one. I did keep wondering, because Jennifer Jones wins Best Actress for this, and I kept waiting for... The big moment. The big moment. I guess it's the deathbed, but it's not really. Not really. She has like three lines on the deathbed or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I think of the nominees, I probably would go with Greer Garson. Yeah. Because Ingrid Bergman gets nominated, but not for Casablanca. Not for Casablanca. No. I mean, I like Jane Jane Austen. I like uh, Joan. Joan. What the fuck is her name? More the merrier. (laughs) Oh, yeah, she was good, too. I like her. Yeah. All right. Jean Austen. Jennifer Jones. Jean. Jean Austen. Yeah. I like Jennifer Jones. uh, But she, yeah, I just, I feel like there's not a ton for her to do other than act stupid. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And be like, the lady, the lady told me. The The lady. lady. The lady. And everyone's like, oh, she's got mental problems and she's dumb. It turns out, no, she's just a saint. She's just a saint. Don't you all feel, now, now who's dumb? Now yeah. who feels stupid. So that brings us to a movie that's very fresh on Megan's mind. She just finished it. And that is Watch, Watch on the Rhine. On the Rhine. Watch on the Rhine is, so it's Betty Davis and Paul, Paul Lucas. Paul Lucas. Yeah. Who won Best Kurt. Actor. He's a German man who's kind of in the like anti-Nazi war effort. And they've been moving around Europe. And he's, you know, obviously it's a dangerous job he's doing. Mm-hmm. So... It's actually very similar to the job that Victor Laszlo yeah. is doing in Casablanca. In Casablanca. They're basically, they probably know each other. 
they never mention him, <laughs> but I bet they know each other. They definitely know each other, um, yeah, for sure. So they but come like, back to America. Like, you know, they're, but they're, they're acquaintances. They're not like yeah. friends, you know? Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. They like, know they of each other. Yeah, they know like of each other. But like, yeah. and if like they, they saw each other, they'd be like, oh, hey, but they're not going to like go like get a drink or whatever. No, 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 no. Yeah. If they were, if they, they met up at a thing. They don't have that much, yeah, in common. If they met up the like somewhere, they were in the same place, like they definitely like one of them would stop by the other one's state. Like if they were at Rick's. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They'd stop was, by the if, other. If he yeah. was in Morocco, if he was in Casablanca, you'd be like, yeah, they'll like look him up. Yeah. Like, yeah. But they're probably How's your not going to be friends. Effort stuff going? Yeah, but they're probably not going to be like friends beyond like a superficial level. They just don't have that Correct. much in common yeah, beyond yeah, yeah. the whole anti-fascist. Because Victor Lazo's got like a hot wife, but he doesn't have any kids, and like mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they're just at a different point like, in their lives. Yeah, he's like settled down. He's got three kids who all speak. Uh, I guess I think it's purposeful that they speak very um, formally because yeah. it's supposed to be like they know English because their mother's American, yeah. but they were you know speak like six different languages, but it's actually just really obnoxious. The yeah, kids it's really all annoying. fucking suck. Yeah, it's really annoying. The kids all the kids the kids all blow, which is surprising to for Betty Davis's kids to like suck. Yeah. But Betty Davis comes home to like basically her mother's uh large home and there's this uh Romanian count there who uh you know he's just fucking in bed with the Nazis. Like he just mm-hmm. wants to make money no matter what. So he's gonna he figures out who this guy is. He's going to turn him in. The weirdest part of this movie, though, is Betty Davis returns and immediately has a deep kiss on the mouth with her brother. <laughs> I think I missed that part. Yeah. Okay, gross. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I mean, this. it's like, it's, it, it's like... I liked it. Like it's like yeah. you know, I liked it. It's fine. It, it feels it, like a it feels like a minor Hitchcock. Yeah, it does. I was like it it's it is sort of like cuz again, spoilers like he ends up like having to kill the Yeah. Spoiler. After he does a weird um like talk sing Rex Harrison song at the piano. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, then he ends up killing the the Romanian count guy and it's like he didn't want to like he was like yeah. kind of forced into it or whatever and like I don't know because basically he's trying to so tech is trying to get a visa to go back to Romania but he's also trying to get money yes um and basically because he's trying to do all these things they're like all right this guy's gonna like just keep fucking right. showing up yeah. so um he's a liability so they so they off him yeah and then he goes back to Germany <laughs> He goes back to Germany to continue, you know, his war effort. He goes specifically some a man that he's worked with has been like yeah. taken or is on the run and he, he goes, goes back to help for, him. For very altruistic purposes, yeah. Yeah. But then the oldest son is like, if father is not returned by the time I turn eighteen, I will go. I will go find him. And you know what I would have done if I was Betty Davis? Been like, been like go. Go. Go now. How about go now? How about go now? <laughs> Just go. You're alone. so annoying. <laughs> The daughter's fine. I should say the daughter's fine. It's the two boys that are very obnoxious. Yeah. I don't have much else to say. I mean, I just watched it. It was fine. Yeah. It's a watch on the Rhine. Uh, which brings us to, uh, I had never heard of this movie before. This one, Best Picture in 1943. And it's called what was Cas- it called? Uh, Mojo Dojo Casablanca. <laughs> <laughs> that is struck. We're not talking about don't that. Don't talk about it. Don't. We don't talk about movies from, yes. Um, I don't know what to say about Casablanca. Ever heard of it? (laughs) Did you know that I had a whole trip to, uh, 
before I got pregnant, I was supposed to go. We had a whole trip to the, Kelly Ewing from the pod planned a whole trip to Morocco to for us. I don't know that Casablanca was even actually on the itinerary, honestly. Right. I think it was just, it was Marrakesh and then the desert. And then there's another city there by the coast that's like an artist, like enclave. Because um, Casablanca, I think, is not as, not supposed to be as nice. Right. Um, this movie is very good. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would it, go so far as to say it is excellent. Yeah, it uh, it holds up super holds well. Up. I mean, I think that's really the thing. I think I'm looking for like at this point, like yeah. what movies do not seem crazy dated. Yeah, and obviously Casablanca, many consider it maybe the greatest screenplay ever written. And the fact, obviously, Megan and I, big film fans, but you know, just listening, watching the movie, like the amount of times I think I've only seen Casablanca. I think I'd only seen it once before, but oh, really? the amount of lines that like yeah. resonate with me just because they're used not only in like everyday conversation, but show up in other movies. Like it's kind of incredible. Like I think this is a fun, uh, the fun fact about Casablanca is how it's uh, so often misquoted. Yeah. Right. Cause they say it's not play it again, Sam. It's, right. It's play it, Sam. Play it. Yeah. Play, yeah. Well, and that's Woody Allen's fault because he named right. the play "Played Against Sam." What isn't Woody Allen's fault? That's the worst TVH. thing Woody Allen's ever done. That's the in worst my thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> history will show the worst <laughs> thing Woody Allen ever did. Yeah, um, yeah. It's just kind of it's, it is. It, I kind of think about when we watched um, "It's a Wonderful Life," and it yeah. was like, oh, is this really? Because it's such a part of our culture that it's right. just like, is is it actually good? Yeah. Um, and the answer is yes in mm-hmm. that case. And in the answer of Casablanca, yeah, it is. It's good. It's it's very romantic, which is, I find, weird, hard to do with fucking Humphrey Bogart. Like, I mean, he has a certain charm, but he, you know what I mean? Like, Ingrid Bergman you know is how, so You luminous. know how old Rick is in this movie? She says. <laughs> how old? <laughs> if you tell me, like, 30, I'll be like, <laughs> what does she say? 37. <laughs> Now, he was, like, 42, 43. Sure, sure, but he's 42, 43 in Humphrey Bogart years. Yeah. And uh, he, of those 42, 43 years, he was drunk for at least half of them. He has been road hard and put away wet, for sure. Um, some of my favorite things that, like, you know, other than, like, obviously, like, the regular, like, here's looking at you, kid, round up the usual suspects, etc. Um, I like... Early on, after uh, basically they go to arrest Peter Laurie and there's the gunfire and everything. Yeah. He comes out, he says, I'm sorry for the disturbance. It's like, <laughs> oh, the the botched arrest that led to gunfire throughout the club? You would call that just a disturbance? <laughs> sorry for the disturbance. Yeah, that's funny. Um, I also, the whole, when it's the two people at the table that are about to leave for America... Yeah. And they're practicing their English. Yeah. And they're like, what watch? <laughs> Ten watch. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah. Is Peter Laurie the most interesting looking person that ever was in a movie? Yeah, he does. He's like he, up there, right? He's really, he really is interesting. Yeah, he's up there. He's got Adam Driver quality to me. Do you know what I mean? Uh-huh. I heard somebody say this on another podcast, but it's like a his like 
attractiveness is like a is like a Rorschach test. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like what sure. do you see here? Um, good movie. I don't know. Good. I, mean, I don't know what fucking, else to say. Good Casablanca. movie. Would you stay? Would you go? The question that they ask: uh, Would you go? You know, would you go with with Laszlo and that at the end, or would you stay with? Um, I think I'd go with Laszlo. Yeah. I think, I think Rick's whole monologue is kind of dead on. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just a, uh, it's fucking And he's a good guy. Like, it's not yeah. like he's like a. Yeah, it's not like he's some sort of piece of shit. No. That he's a like, great guy. Better guy like, than hey, Rick. hey, go with Louie. You and Louie can go off together. <laughs> <laughs> no, Rick's stuck with Louie, you know? Yeah. Well, it's the beginning of a. Beautiful friendship. Beautiful friendship. Good. Beautiful friendship. Just like us. Just like our yeah. friendship. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. People don't really know this. Uh, people think we just went to college together, but this is actually very similar to how our friendship started. Like uh, in, during the war in Paris? Uh, well, so I was a... No, 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 no. Um, I was like the Louis. Oh, oh okay. I was like okay. an authority figure. Right, right, sure. And I and was we were like, at the airport and you were putting your <laughs> your ex on a plane um, yeah. with another with another man. Where are we going with this? <laughs> we're going we... straight into ranking them. Thank you. From 10 to 1. Oh, God. And then I actually have a little I have a little game. OK, I got to pull I got to pull these up because. Yeah, I got to pull these up. Um, but, but, but. So, OK. As you give me your number, I then want you to guess what the IMDb rank rating for these movies are. IMDb, what like, does that mean? Like in terms of like, this movie was a 7.3. Like what the user rating on. Oh, out of 10. Is. Yeah. Okay. I think my bottom, I'm sorry, is the human comedy. Okay. And I'm going to say. Should we, do, should we do it where we go back and forth because it's so many? Yeah. There's so many. Yeah. Okay. So my bottom is the the is the is the human comedy because what's happening here, <laughs> and I think that has like a I don't like a six point two. People are nice um, on IMDb. The human comedy seven point zero. Okay. See, people are nice, but that was pretty. Um, Price is Right rules. That's pretty good. Yeah. My bottom is for whom the bell tolls. Sure. Understandable. I think number my nine. number nine is For Whom the Bell Tolls. And my number nine is The Human Comedy. What would you guess the ranking on IMDb is? Five. It's 6.8. Wow. And I'll tell you, that's the lowest. The lowest. I was going to say, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so, eight, so that's so an eight. Eight yeah. for me is In Which We Serve. That's also where I have in which we see. Shut up. Get out of here. Look at that. Kind of, we're in the same ballpark so okay, far. Okay, that's 6.9. 7.2. Mm, okay. 7 is Watch on the Rhine. Okay. 7, I had the Song of Bernadette. Okay. Um, what do you think Watch on the Rhine's? Um, 8.3. Wow, seven point one. Oh wow. Okay. 7. I thought maybe 1. the Betty Davis of it all put it up. Mm. But no. 
Number six. Number six, I'm going to go Madame Curie. Hey, that's where I had that also. Hey. You want to guess it? I, 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 I don't know. 7.5. 7. 7.2. Okay. What is, is there, there better you, be something, a pot like of this. gold at the You're end of this rainbow. You're loving this game. Yeah, this is a really fun game. Yeah. Number guess. five. <laughs> Number five is the song of Bernadette. I'm going to, I have uh, Watch on the Rhine here. Okay. Okay. And I don't know. Number four, uh, it's uh, Song of Bernadette is 7.6. Wow. And Song that, of Bernadette wow. actually was, was the front runner coming to the Oscars. That was the one that was expected to win Best Picture. Casablanca was like a dark horse. Okay. So. So we're all the, we're, so the, our top, our bottom five are the same. Just a Our little bit mixed around. Bottom six are the same. Bottom just six like are the same. Around. Yeah. Okay. Number four. Buh, buh, buh. Number four for me is Heaven Can Wait. Okay. Number four for me is The More the Merrier. Okay. But I will say that you align more with the IMDb crowd as More the Merrier seven point six, Heaven Can Wait seven point four. Okay. And you know my number three is is going to be The More the Merrier. Um, and my number three is having a wait. Okay. I, that means I can guess probably your number two. Yeah. Is Oxbow. I, it is. You want to guess where IMDb users have that? Eight. 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 Wow. I got it. Do I win yeah. something? Do I win a prize? You get to, um, end this podcast soon. Yay. <laughs> you did it. Yay. Uh, so we both have Casablanca at number one. You want to guess where Casablanca is? Nine. Keeping in mind the highest is like nine or 9.1. Oh, okay. Then I'd say like an 8.6. 8.5. Okay. Okay. Pretty so, close. Pretty close. Pretty close. Pretty, pretty close. Pretty close. Um, I only w- watched one other movie from the year, uh, 1943 and it was Shadow of a oh, Doubt. Oh, why is that? Because did you think that something might, would you, were you, were you? Did you actually think that something would maybe beat Casablanca? Is that your thought? No, but I was interested to see if, like, how many of those movies I would bump for Shadow of a Doubt, which is a Hitchcock film. And it was, like, all of them except maybe Oxbow. Like, Oxbow and Shadow of a Doubt I'd put kind of on, like, the same level, like, okay. under Casablanca. But um, but that's good. You know, it's a uh, uncle comes back to town. He seems shady. But no one, no, no, no one notices. You know your except classic story of an uncle of, that comes back to town who seems dot dot dot. Yeah, no shady. one seems to know except his niece, who he maybe wants to. He sort of yeah. seems like he wants oh, to fuck. Weird, yeah. creepy uncle shit. Creepy yeah, uncle creepy shit. And then the FBI man, of course, is the one who falls in love with the niece instead uh, sure. as he's investigating the uncle. Um, anyway, that's a good movie. Um, Meg, do you can't talk you about a plug. Can't talk about movies. Can't talk about movies. Do you have any commercials you want to plug? Yeah, sure. Watch. Yeah, watch. Watch out, out for, for Megan playing a wife to a fifty-five-year-old man and the mother to a sixteen-year-old girl in a Verizon commercial. Because God knows we're not auditioning for anything else. No, I'm not auditioning. Period. I live in a place that they don't even have auditions anymore. They have some auditions in Philadelphia. Yeah. You you booked a job, Craig. Don't don't that's, hide that light true. under a bushel. Who are that's you? That's true. Who are you, that's, fucking Bernadette? That's me. 
Just burn it up. I don't know what happened with that. That was like I shot that like a year ago. Yeah, I was going to say, where is it? I don't know. Do you want to tell everybody who you played? Uh, It's a struck company. I can't promote it. Okay. You're right. Valid. Um, I want to do, I do want to give a shout out to listeners, to our favorite, our favorite listeners of the podcast. Apologies to Clayton Davis. Uh, Rusty and Adam. Yeah. On their bouncing baby girl. On their new baby girl. Yeah. Congratulations to them. I'm sure they'll probably sit her down soon and have her watch yeah. the song of Bernadette. <laughs> well, it's an important lesson. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Don't be a fucking idiot. Don't be a dumb dumb. Yeah, don't be dumb. Don't, don't be, be stupid. A dumb dumb. Don't be stupid, Bernadette. Yeah, come on, Bernadette. Well, that brings us to the end of 1943. Eighty years ago. Eighty, 80 years. years. My dad ago. will be eighty in a couple weeks. Wow. And some of these movies came out before he was born. He was born. Yeah, crazy. I guess. I guess we're done then. See you guys. <laughs> nice try. Bye nice forever. Try. We'll be back doing something sometime, probably like a month from now. I don't know. There's like a lot of movies in these years, y'all. So don't, don't expect it any anytime yeah. earlier. Yeah. Um, but we do appreciate you listening, and we will talk to you soon. Yeah. Stay safe. Stay uh, safe. Fuck the AMPTP. <laughs> Bye now. Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you had a good time. We did.